Comics Coast to Coast is brought to you by patrons like you. If you'd like to help the show out, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comics C to C and show us a little bit of your love. Your sweet, sweet love. I mean, like a dollar's worth of love. And we'll take that love and hug it and squeeze it and make it do podcast things that you'll enjoy. So come on, see what happens. This is Comics Coast to Coast. Hey everybody, this is Brian Dunaway, and you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast, episode 327, the Nick Sherma interview. But before we talk to Nick, I'm going to bring in my special co-host, Joel Duggan of Starcrossed Online and Forge Publishing. Joel, how are you? Hello, sir. I'm doing fantastic. It is springtime. I'm going to argue that, but we don't talk about weather here on the show. So, we're going <laughs> to... On the calendar, it's spring. It's oh, okay. Oh, so good. you're talking calendar, not weather. Perfect. Not weather. No, no, no. I'm in Canada. It's not spring weather here. What are you talking about? Oh. No, it's spring, it's spring time. It's the time of year. Did you Did you know this week was my birthday? I did. Did, I, did you send I me did. a I wish you happy birthday... Two days ahead of time because I got oh. it wrong. I wish you birthday, happy birthday on your birthday. And then I said happy belated earlier in the pre-show. I, I covered all of the birthday bases. Perfect. <laughs> Speaking of birthday, boys, one more day before Matthew Descharm is one year older and full of cake. Matt, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is here. And oh, So any plans? Going to do something fun? I am currently working my butt off because I have three client projects happening at the same time. Right. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Nothing better than working through your birthday. Do it now with us tonight. No further delay. It is Nick Sherma. How are you? Good, sir. I am very good. I'm very excited to talk to all of you. We are so excited to talk to you. We've known about this interview for a couple of weeks now and I've been, uh, I've been, occasionally flipping over to your Instagram site and watching what you're doing. And it's been great. By the way, dear listener, head on over to nicksherma.net. Now, if you're American like me, you're going to spell that wrong. So it is N-I-C-K-S-H-A-R-M-A.net. Also can follow you on Instagram at Mr. Nick Sherma, right? Yes, that's, that's correct. So tune in to that. Now, if you're in the chat room on Twitch, we're broadcasting live here on Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hi, Phil Rude. How? Hi, Tondagosa. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Hugo. Who am I missing? Uh, where'd you go, Bacon? All right. There she is. Zoe loves bring, brings bacon. So they're here with us as well. They'll probably be asking some questions, hopefully, uh, in just a little bit, as well as the questions we're going to ask you. So, Nick... I'm going to ask the the question we usually ask, which is, hey, Nick, who are you and what do you do? So I am Nick Sherma, as everybody knows by now, and I'm a professional illustrator. And I'm, I've been working on my book since the past two years, along with other couple of freelance projects that I keep taking. And... Um, I am uh, new to United States. Like I came here in like 2013. Wow. So I'm, I'm kind of a halfway foreigner here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you would not know it because your English <laughs> sounds like the first language. So that's amazing. Can you tell yeah, us a little bit about actually, your... 
<laughs> if you're from India, English is almost your first language. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, you know what? I'm going to show my ignorance and admit that what's the native language? Is it it's not Indian, oh. is it? Is that the classification? No, it's, uh, so the native language in India, like as, as government declared, is uh, Hindi. Hindi. Right. So that's that's the base basic language that everybody's supposed to be communicating in, right? But right. funny enough, you know, the people in India mostly communicate in English. Interesting. Especially if you're from from other places. So if you go to, towards the south of India, the only way you can talk to them is in English, not in Hindi. Wow, that that is that is that's not what I expected at all. That is wild. So yeah, do you that's do you a very, think like. Right. Yeah. Do you think that's because of so much of our culture is is leaked around the world, like entertainment? And I'm sure you got a lot of foreigners, probably Americans in, in India hanging out, mm. doing their thing. I, I personally think it's um, no, actually, it's it's true that it, it's basically because it was a British colony. Right. right. So, you know, so basically the way everyone um in different parts of India, because otherwise every part of India is so different from the other part. There are like 18 languages that people speak all throughout India, like major ones. These are just the major ones. Right. Wow. And yeah, it's it's very like uh, disconnected in terms of what you say culture, but there is a lot of unity in India in general. But uh, culturally, it's like very different from one part to another. So the only thing that uh, ties it all together kind of is English, which is funny. <laughs> it really is. Joel, you can you can relate to that because you've got the, the French-Canadian side, right? Uh, me personally, no, but Canada, <laughs> I, I mean, French is, is the, I guess you could say it's the second national language, similar to how Spanish is in, in the U.S. Right, right. Uh, there are some provinces, though, uh, in Canada where uh, French is often put on signs first uh oh. like Qu quebec and new brunswick a lot of times you'll see the french ahead of the english hmm. uh, just because there's so much french usually acadian around my my parts um right. but acadian french you'll see a lot, a lot of the um the signage and, and different things like that you have the french first huh. interesting so let's move on to the art so we did yeah. the language. We got that. We got it. But it was it was fun. It was it was mostly yeah, for it was mostly you don't for have my. Worry about being ignorant, uh, you know, like with with me, it's it's totally fine. Like I I, I didn't know who Martin Luther was until I came to America. So don't worry about it. So <laughs> all right. So the the most recent project that you're working on that you've been working on for the last couple of years is Bubbles and Shakes. So tell us a little yeah. bit about this project. So this this um, started out as a storybook that I was going to do, and it is still a storybook, but I converted it into a more friendly children's book. Hmm. So it's it's a really short book, like it it has around uh, let's say forty forty five pages, right? And it's a short story based on this uh, really nice quote that I wrote. Uh, that, that that not I didn't write it. I I, I heard about it. it, it it's a, it's a quote from Seneca where he says we suffer more in imagination than reality. Oh. And I thought, wow, this, this, this is really true. Like in real life, we, there is nothing externally happening to us, but the fact that we take, take on other people's fears, other people's insecurities, or what we understand of the world through our parents or anybody, that's what really makes us scared. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's, that's, yeah. that's 
deep. <laughs> because because the the artwork you have to accompany that is very is very charming, you know, and it's it's like you said, it you it may be aimed at kids, but only in the fact that it's very colorful and playful. Uh there's nothing, you know, simplistic about your art style. It is it's very uh I, I really like what you got going and it's kind of I haven't been able to actually figure out exactly what it reminds me of, which is great. It looks familiar though, but I can't place my finger on it. So that's always a good sign in my opinion. Joel, do you? Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. I'm really happy that you guys like it. And uh, I'm, I'm also glad that so many people have like, you know, told me that it's nice and everything. And I always try to keep things a little simple as, as far as like, um, you know, there is, but I, I feel like there is very, uh, to be honest, there's very obvious uh, influences in my uh, art related to very old classic Disney that used to, that used to come on TV that I used to see. There's a slight influence of that and there is mixed with a lot of other artists that I saw along the way. But I, you know, when uh, talking, going back to Bubbles and Shakes, like this, this 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 story took me so much time because I wanted to get this idea across, mm-hmm. not in a like a deep sense, but in a very entertaining sense. Like you, when you when when you read it first, you rather feel entertained. Like oh my god, this is a very entertaining story. I enjoyed it. But maybe when you read it again or later in your life, you might get different meanings out of this particular book. So I, I tried to do that and trust me to write like 150 words. It took me two years because <laughs> I had to cut short. I had to cut short. I have to like, okay, make it shorter, make it shorter, make it more entertaining because you don't want to bore kids. Kids get bored really quickly. They don't like it. They don't like it. Yeah, this is true. They, it, it, it takes a lot. However, uh, you would think that nature would be boring, but you had, you had mentioned in, uh, uh, in your about me page, <laughs> That when mm-hmm. you were a kid uh, yeah. in India, some of the some of the things that made you realize there was magic in the world was watching birds clean their wings for hours. So it's yeah. like it, it didn't bore you to uh, even at that young age to see what nature had, you know, what the, the beauty and the magic of nature in, in animals. So that I think that speaks to your passion and love for for the animal kingdom as it relates to that and how it relates to human behavior and all this stuff you've been picking up along the way throughout your life i think you've really found a way to express that in your in your book and i've really enjoyed the book i i've just seen the the you know the little snaps and the in the pictures you've shown us so far when can i get my hands on the official book all right so this is this is like so this book is like done i finished it um i actually had a little trip to india in like february mm-hmm. but before that i had finished the book and i had given it uh, to my printing team and they are like ready with the i think they're going to be ready with the prints in the in two months i just did it's hard copy proof like i uh, approved it mm-hmm. and i think it's ready to go within within Two and a half months. It should be available on my website. It should be available on the Amazon. Excellent. Excellent. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. So I'm I'm also excited. So I actually don't know how it's gonna be because <laughs> it took me quite a while to write this. I hope I mess up. <laughs> I'm gonna, now I'm gonna ask you a tough question. It's gonna it's gonna require you to regress to your childhood. I want you to uh-huh. I want you to tell us about your childhood in India and how it shaped your art and storytelling. <laughs> 
Hmm. Have you thought about that much? It's okay yeah, if you yeah, haven't. Yeah, I, I, I have. I really think about it every now and then. I feel like uh, being from that place, uh, what happens is India is a very, um, yeah, there is like when you say like there is like it's very close to nature. Like you have to, uh, I think I learned a lot from the people who are around me. I had a lot of interesting characters around me growing up. Right. And I also got hands-on with a lot of animals that roam around in India at times. So you take it as a granted part of life that, yeah, this is it. We and animals live together. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, that also shapes you that you, you, um, I, I, I used to see personalities of animals in people and people appear to be like certain animals at times, like just by their look or the way they behave. Some people are really angry. Some people are really like over happy at times. So in India also, like you, you understand how relationships are kind of different right. from how relationships work in, um, let's say the Western side of the world. Right. I mean, it's different in terms of uh, conduct, but I feel like as I've lived here longer uh, for, for four or five years, I feel like, at the core, all humans are the same. We all respond to the exact same things. But culturally, yeah, it is very different. And that shapes the Indian world quite different from the Western world. And you get unique stories out of that, that, that growing up. I had really interesting experiences in childhood. Like, for, for example, that I could not watch any cartoon unless or until I finished my homework. Yes. <laughs> that, is, that is true the world around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. And also, at the same time, you could not imagine this being a career. Like when you're growing up in India, you're always uh, struggling to be good at sciences, right? Because you, 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 you got to do school really well. Right. And you have to be good at studies. Drawing was always seen as this leisurely activity that you do on the side and nobody will ever hope that you become an artist. That's, that's amazing to me because I've, I've, I'm fully aware of some renaissances from Indian art. You know, I'm fully aware of that in the history of India. And I just assumed that that was always just encouraged in that society. I thought America was the only crap place that, uh, <laughs> that discouraged, you know, it's like, no, go learn to shoot a gun. Don't learn how to draw, you know, go get yeah. to gotta learn how to hunt, you know, but so apparently it's, it's also worldwide. So that's, that's, that's interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, um, it's more more in India. These are more like cultural struggles, you know. Like um, if we go too deep into the cultural part, it's like everywhere you see like people are fighting very basic battles still, which right. Western side of the world has fought already. You know, like in the sixties and seventies, <laughs> the Western world has fought really major, major um, human right wars and in india people are still kind of struggling with it a little bit and now it's now it's really good actually since the time i left i feel like there's been a lot of progress over there this time and i've been right there has been yeah, a, yeah and uh it's just worldwide we've we've made a lot of progress i think in that yeah. area thanks to the internet which we would never yeah, think to really do this really, really thanks <laughs> to the internet so connected now the world is really connected right okay. were there any uh local uh artists in either your town city or even just in, in india in general that were influencing you when you grew up oh yes oh, yes yeah 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 there were um there is uh, uh, uh there was 
this uh, person, I don't know if you're aware, uh, Abhishek Singh is really, really uh, prominent in, in, in India for his artworks on gods and goddesses and mythology. And he says his artwork is really good. And I was really uh, influenced by his work too. And there was another comic book artist that was, his name is Mukesh Singh. So I, you know, in India, you don't get um, to meet artists just like that because they are not just around, you can't just go. So I would go and travel to them and then ask them questions. How do you do this? How do you do that? But mainly my main source of, uh, you know, like, inspiration and stuff would be, I would totally say Disney films were the only thing that I could really get my hands on at times and watch them again and again and figure out how it was done. Right. And I followed you on Twitter and I know that recently you, you often retweet like these old, uh, <laughs> yeah, these little old 2d kind of works they were doing back in the day. Yeah. So, so beautiful. It's, it's great to go back and see that kind of stuff and, and remember, Oh yeah, everything was done by hand back then. Yeah. There are people yeah. insane. For, it's funny because for me, when I was watching, because in India, everything gets, um, what do you say, telecasted, like, let's say, like, 10, 20 years later. Right, right. For me, the, all the cartoons that they were showing were Mickey Mouse, Pluto, Donald Duck. I watched them as, like, oh, my God, they are the they are, they are being done right now. So I, I right. had no clue they were that old. Well, hey, don't feel too <laughs> bad because during the 70s, they – during the 60s and 70s, they were feeding us Bugs Bunny, which was cartoons from the 30s and the 40s. So it was yeah. happening here, too. We, we <laughs> thought it was all brand new. And some of it was brand new eventually. But uh, yeah. it's interesting times. Hey, chat room question from Stephanie. She wants mm -hmm. to know, so does Nick have influence from literature? Literature. Uh, literature. Um, got, any, um, got any books? that kind of inspired you <laughs> along the do, way? Do right. Do you, <laughs> you literally only watch entertainment stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, uh, well, I'll just say, like, I usually read, uh, like, uh, the only book that I've really, really followed is Stephen King books and Harry Potter. Oh, you are, you are my, <laughs> you are my spirit animal because all I read is the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way I have right now. I'm, I'm, muddling through uh, 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 Fantastic Beast, which is really a screen, oh. which is a screenplay book. Oh my gosh, it's painful. But uh, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get through it, and I'm always reading Stephen King. I just finished the uh, Mercedes Killer series. I don't know oh. if you read those or not. I, those I, are really I good. That one, but I, I find his writing really, really nice. Like You can really follow the story nicely in yes. his writing. Really intriguing. He's a Nick, great, he's do great you writer. Ever, uh... Do you ever draw any of the characters as you're reading or afterwards? Yeah, like, yeah. With Harry Potter, I drew, like, a lot while I was, like, uh, listening to the story. I, 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 I try and listen in an audio book. I, I, it's easier for me because I can hear and I can actually draw at the same time. So okay. Harry Potter stuff I would really draw. And I would, like, try to block the film a little bit and see, like, how would I imagine this scenario? And I would especially pick those... Uh, parts which are not actually in the movies and figure out how how that would play out if it was a screenplay. Right. That's very cool. I, draw that. mm -hmm. I need to do that more. That's that's a, that's a fascinating twist on it. And I also like the idea of doing the audio books because I don't really like mm -hmm. to read. No, I'm kidding. I love to read. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with 
fantasy situations like Harry Potter with, you know, griffins and dragons and things like that. Mm. I'm looking over, you know, your art over the last couple of weeks and there's a, a lot of the animals are obviously uh, earthbound. Have you done any uh, griffins or fantastical creatures or anything like that? Oh, yeah, I, I did this project for 3D Total. Uh, it was Mystical Beast, and I actually designed the Phoenix for that. And I was so happy, like, yes, Phoenix, Harry Potter, here I come kind of thing. That is great. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was a how-to book for uh, the, that 3D Total did, and they, they told me that, hey, would you like to do the Phoenix? I was like, sure, of course, I would love to do Phoenix. And so I, I, I drew that. I think it's in one of my posts that I, I did Phoenix. i got to check that out. i got to find that. Okay, so I think I think the probing question, without asking it directly, uh, is yeah. the is the Jungle Book a popular story in India? We love it here in America. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do you would did you grow up on the Jungle Book? I grew up on American Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a popular story. Right. But trust me, like when I say that the Jungle Book that all my family knew and I knew was the Disney Jungle That's Book. That's great. <laughs> so, like, uh, so Kipling, <laughs> Kipling during the late 1800s wrote the Jungle Book, and it yeah. took place in the jungles of India, and it was mm-hmm. certainly a different tale than the one that we got yes. from Disney. But it was. I actually so. tried to read that book. Uh, <laughs> I, I finished it halfway through. I won't lie; I'm not much of a reader. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I finished it halfway. It's really hard to follow it because it's written in such a old time and it's like an old style of storytelling for us uh, new people who swipe through Instagram all the time. It's, right. it's a little slow. It is. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, I mean, times change. What can you do? And, and, I, and I don't even know if it was all just the times because I've read other books from the time period. If you read some Sherlock Holmes, that stuff still reads like butter, even here uh, today. But uh, uh, Kipling, woo, woohoo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> plus he writes in very old English, like Tao and this and that. Um, right. So it's it's a little hard to follow, but I followed halfway through, and then I wanted to continue it, but I didn't really continue it. Well, there's right. work, but uh, <laughs> I I I got through it, and I realized that he was doing something really really nice over there. I mean, I will not compare it to the Jungle Book that's done by Disney because they took a completely different take on those characters. Right, but. But I really love it. I mean, I, I, 1976, it was 77, 76 Disney Jungle Book. It was, it was wonderful. Right. But when I read the original content, I, I realized that, wow, they didn't take anything from here except the characters. <laughs> Which is all they really wanted. So uh, the Jungle Book, the Disney version, how accurate is that story? Do you feel like you're getting a true flavor of the Indian uh, wilderness? in that story uh, to, be, to be honest personally i feel no because right. no because i feel like uh, and there's I, I i've also like thought about that what's the reason for it the reason for it that is that those characters that are shown in that book are so inherently because kipling lived in india for mm. all his life right they're right. very inherently indian characters like unless until you don't understand the core culture in India, you're going to feel like oh, these characters, are, I, I, I don't get them. Like in the real Jungle Book, Baloo is a really, really strict teacher to Mowgli. And half the time, Mowgli is bruised because Baloo is hit him. I like, I like Dizzy's Baloo. Not giving a crap. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Baloo is totally like, hey, don't worry. 
<laughs> What's this guy and, uh, doing right now? Is he trying to cross the road? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, whoa, what does this sign mean? Why, are they, why is there a hand there? Is the hand calling me or should I just stop? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, so I, I, I had these like basic struggles and um, struggles are mainly different because how, how uh, relationships work here is very different than India. People are very... Um, reliant on one another over there but here uh, you have to like kind of figure your own stuff out even when you go to a store here you have to figure everything out yourself where you want to go which aisle and everything in here you just ask the person can you get me that and you get your stuff <laughs> but yeah it's it, the struggles in art especially was that um i realized that how um how much uh, work it takes to to be uh, you know good at Oh. at something like because in india people still don't take this profession as seriously right so you 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 i i i actually understood that you know the the, the value of doing hard work in this field also has a lot of payback right so i i feel very privileged at the same time that i have this opportunity being from that place to work in a field like this so i i am that also like makes me feel really really good so those were the struggles that I realized that it's actually an opportunity and a privilege for me to be doing art like that, right. being from that place. I think I think privilege is the right word because yeah. you are representing that culture because you're right. There is a, a major difference when you go to a store here in the U.S. Yeah, we're, we're very solo players. Everybody's like, yeah, you're on your own. Good luck, buddy. But uh, yeah, so we don't we don't always have in our stories, the stories we tell a lot of our characters are independent and that can be very abrasive uh, in storytelling. Mm. And uh, I, it's great that, that an artist is able to, to express, you know, that, that community and that culture. Uh, so it's a real shame that it's not uh, valued higher uh, in, in India that, that, that art is out there because it's great when you work in science and technology and those are all very, uh, you know, honorable professions that are needed, but yeah, you also need, you know, you need your artist, right? Right. You do. And I think the problem with India is like the econ, it's, it's all e economics. I would think I do economics. Absolutely. Anyway, so it's all, all, all economics that how this place can art, like, you know, like art, I would consider it's an on, if there's a pyramid, it's on the upper level of the pyramid, like unless or until you've sorted out very basic, issues you can't really think about developing art you can't start there right right so yes uh, uh, at, at least when i was growing up it was still struggling with those basic things so there's no room to nurture artists and art even though bollywood managed to do it though really well right but <laughs> otherwise like in other sections of art like painting drawing and uh, comics and all that it's it's not that developed because the economy doesn't allow that to happen Right, right. You mentioned, you said Bollywood. Now, yeah. I know what we think about Bollywood in the U.S. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, it, it's a bit of a lot of jokes, but it's, there's some really good, bad entertainment in there, too. Uh, so what, what does Indian, like, what does the average person in India think of Bollywood? Do they look at it kind of, how do they, how do they see it? Well, I, I, can't, I, I can't say how they see it. I can tell you how I see it. <laughs> How do you see it? 
<laughs> I I love it actually. Funny yes. enough, I I love Bollywood. I feel like it's one of the more major sources of upliftment and entertainment in a place like India. Great, love it. I, I I'm like the biggest fan of Shah Rukh Khan you'll ever meet, but <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it uh, the, the the kind of Bollywood that we see in uh, in 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 Western is the only the 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 major hits. You only right. see the major. Right. You never see the other class. Similarly, like with the with, when I was over there. the only movies that i would see that were american which which were really like oh my god super like titanic i would go see titanic but i would never come across a movie like uh, kramer versus kramer i would never come across a movie like that cuz it's right. not the movie. so so yeah. similarly it just works very similar with the bollywood that we know of is very dancing and singing but there is a, another bollywood that's that's very story based i've got to see some of bollywood that is probably mm-hmm. beyond the mainstream because about 3 months ago netflix must have made a deal with somebody because oh, all yeah. of a sudden i was just getting bollywood left and right and uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I indulged in a few shows and uh yeah i found some of them to be quite entertaining i found some of them to be junk but i found other things to be yeah. entertaining so yeah it's good it's, I, it's all- Hopefully, it'll grow beyond uh, where it's now that that we see it in America. Maybe kind of like anime, you know, has its place. Anime, yes. uh, some people hate it, uh, and like yeah. like my mom, and then some people love it, <laughs> like my <laughs> like my Joel. <laughs> yeah, it's very personal preference. Like uh, for a few, if you. <laughs> me i can watch from a shitty bollywood movie to a very good bollywood movie all at once but i i because you know with with storytelling there's always a purpose they right. they are making it for a certain kind of audiences and their job is to just entertain these people in whatever way they want to be entertained right so have you are are there any uh animated features coming out of bollywood because i've never seen it but you know i probably only get what's on netflix um i have I I personally have never um I, there were a few here and there but um I didn't have the um patience to watch right. those. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so when you're there. when you're in your studio and you're in your you've got a a Bollywood animation on in the background and you're working hard <laughs> on your stuff. Uh <laughs> Stephanie in the chat wants to know what is your favorite art medium? What's your favorite way to work? My favorite I I think I love working with pencils uh pencils and watercolors color pencils pencils and watercolor and inks I I really love doing that cuz it's very hands on So I like that I I like using that medium yeah. Is there any is there any digital manipulation to that after or are you doing like traditional illustration start to finish right on the paper So I start on the paper I start with a orange pencil because it gives a very warm undertone to the things oh, yeah. and then i uh, then then i would like ink it with with black ink and then i would put watercolors on it and i put it layer by layer so i have this really nice tool that i got half when i started doing watercolors i was not using it but this tool changed the game in you can use this um he what do you call this thing i forgot um heater it's like a it's like a dryer oh like a a, a heat gun maybe yeah he, yeah like a heat gun so i use this heat gun i i work layer by layer so i'll fill one flat layer of watercolor on on top of that i'll put like simple um those uh, simple uh, 
spotches of these wa wa watery watercolors. So it's all I'm working layer by layers. As, um, yeah, simply working layer by layer. I, I love the idea of starting with a base of yellow I've, or orange, excuse me. I've never done that. I've always, I've always been in the blue purple range. Yeah. I'm going to try orange. I, I, I did that because the book was really children's book. Yes. I wanted to make it feel a little warm and inviting, but I work from start to finish all traditional. Only I do the, uh, what do you say? Like, I just like change the levels and stuff in Photoshop after right. I'm done. Makes sense. Right. So it's, it's almost like how uh, more more how a photographer would treat their work in Photoshop than mm -hmm. than you actually like drawing and changing. Right. Changing stuff. Yeah. Very, very cool. I, I mean, I'd, it blows my mind that your stuff is traditional. Like the watercolors are just so good. Like there's so much richness to it. And I mean, the fact that you're working layer by layer like that, I think that's probably what what I'm seeing the results of when I when I kind of deep dive, especially when I see like you know, a, a purple panther, you know, in some of your illustrations of this, it looks like Mowgli and, and Bagheera, but then you yeah. can see, you can see your orange undertones in, in some areas. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool the way that that, the way that comes out. So aside from say the heat gun, so, cause I find watercolor like really challenging. Uh, yeah. Is there any kind of technique that you, that you use when you're actually applying the watercolor or any, type of watercolor that you're using that you find has helped you out yeah yeah this i i was trying some other watercolors they didn't work as well because the pigment is very like dull in many watercolor brands right. but this this one i used like senelier it's a senelier it, i think it's a french watercolor brand and senelier is really rich in its pigment so you need to take very little and you just apply and the color is super rich and mainly with the technique I use, uh, I actually learned it by trial and error and watching YouTube videos and how, 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 how people do watercolors. And you just, uh, it really depends on how much water are you using. So if you want a more, let's say, translucent effect, you tend to use more water. But if you're looking for a very flat result, you use more pigment in, in, in watercolors. So it's mainly trial and error. You just, it's like, figure it out like play with the watercolor a lot and you figure out a few techniques that works for you hmm. what was it that cool. drew you to watercolor was it the look of it or do you just like working with it i i, I chose watercolor uh, for one of the reasons that it's like easy to handle at, at times not not like in in terms of the technical skill but easy to handle that you like oil paints get really messy at times and with watercolors, you just need water and your uh, brushes and the little palettes of watercolor. So I used it firstly because of that reason, but then I realized nice uh, spontaneity that you get when you use watercolor. The colors do their own thing and they look really pretty. Like even if you put like three strokes of watercolor on a, on a paper, you have an absolutely nice ab abstract art, you know, just it, it's just the medium itself is very freeing and very good looking. Yeah. Do you, um, it's also easy to pack up. Like, I mean, if yeah. you can bring your whole thing with you in a, in a, in a really small, oh. small package, uh, I've been playing around with uh, watercolor pencils. So you put the pigment down from the pencil and then you use just a water brush to kind of move it around. Have you ever messed around with those kind of things? Uh, yeah. Like uh, the, 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 the orange pencil I use is actually a watercolor pencil. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, sometimes cool. I use those to just fill in like a flat, those 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 pencils, and they have a very mm -hmm. nice 
detect if you do that. I mean, it's all uh, experimentation, right? You figure it out along the way that, oh my God, this works for my story and this works for the look that I'm looking for. Right, right. Repeat that. Hmm. Like that. I love this. Oh, wait, wait. I was trying to pull up your YouTube videos because you also, uh, on your YouTube channel, uh, and how do we get there? Does anybody know the URL to that place? To your YouTube channel? Uh, you have some amazing stuff for uh, for where I'll you've drawn, right? Where you've drawn along the way, uh, like mm. this meditation, bubbles and shakes. Uh, yes. And you've kind of given us some, a look at your art uh, practice and how you do. And yeah. may I say, good job on a really short pencil. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Is that is that his natural form? That six B, really short pencil. Uh, yeah, I use my pencil until they're on their deathbed. <laughs> well, I love it, and you know, it. I I watched it. It sped up a little bit, but I can tell. Unlike, it looks like you're actually thinking while you're drawing. I have a hard time with this. I have hard time with actually thinking while I'm drawing. I always end up having to sketch all my shapes out ahead of time. And right. then I get kind of, then I get more technical. Then I tighten it up, uh, and then I start thinking. But uh, I'm I'm watching you, and you're using all these great lines of action, and just it's just all flowing. And I I really dig that part of your style, this flowing style, and just doing it as you go along. Oh, thank you. Right? Is that is that how did you? Where did you learn your uh, style from? Did you go to? You went to college? Or is it something that you've always uh, been practicing? What what led you to your current drawing style? Yeah, it's 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 actually a lot of things. Like one of the things that I would say, which is very obvious in the drawing, is Disney influence. Right. And uh, there is uh, like I was really inspired by the art styles of uh, Milt Cal and Ward Kimball. I thought Ollie Johnson and stuff. They had such an organic, uh, rounded edges style that I really loved. That weight that they used to put in their drawings it is like the drawing has so much weight and you feel like it's affected by gravity right, and right, uh, right. that 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 one thing i've watched so many times like all those things that after a while it automatically gets in engraved in your brain that okay i'm supposed to kind of get get closer to that and there is there, there's a very obvious i feel like uh, very obvious uh, influence of chris sanders in the work i feel like he's uh, he's like a he, he's taken that art form uh, of, of those old guys even forward and he's made made his own style on top of that. And I think this is very cool because this is how things progress. Everyone learns from one another and they just make something new out of that. And you know, I was going to say that when I saw your art, I thought of it as a blend between Chris Sanders and Peter DeSue. Oh, Peter DeSue is so good. Yeah, I, I used I, I watched a lot of his work as well. Mainly, the thing is, uh, these are like all styles, and underneath all that style is like the main thing that I really, really uh, well was at the art school that I learned all these art fundamentals, hmm. which are like the base of all all. I feel like it's a base of all good art, and not like you can't do without it. I mean, if you can, that's that's really good. But once you understand these basic techniques of how to perceive something that you're looking at. It's it's very helpful because you have names for all these things that you didn't have a name for. 
Right, right. Oh, so color value art as color value and anatomy, especially. Right. I saw also on your YouTube YouTube channel that you were doing some stuff on the iPad Pro. So yes. can you tell us a little bit about your experiences with that so far? Oh no, iPad Pro is great. It's what really is- great. It's it's uh, the brushes in there and the it, the whole experience of it. It looks very traditional when right. you actually work with it. I, I I find it really really quick. You can you can achieve a lot of quick results in there, and it's a lot of fun actually working in the iPad. Right. So are are you tempted to you know do do more on the iPad and a little less on the traditional media, or or are you still mostly a traditional kind of guy? Um. I don't know. I actually don't know how, how to categorize this because I'm really liking uh, the, the digital medium as well. I don't really like try to stick to one or the other. Right. Definitely, I love the working with traditional stuff. And whenever I want a very, what do you say, like a very storybook, children book like feel in the work, I would always go a little traditional. Right. But if I'm looking to get some really uh, charming, quick post, uh, out of my system, I would I would totally go for digital. Interesting. Tanda Tandagosa in the chat would like to know what iPad app you're using. I'm using Procreate. Yeah, I figured as much. I, I've I've gotten used to recognizing the UI from Procreate when I see people put up videos and, and different images from it. Uh, I've played around with it myself. I've not done anything professionally on it um, because I don't because I don't own an iPad Pro, but. Uh, Procreate seems to be the the favorite of a lot of professional mm-hmm. artists for for getting work done. I know um, Nicholas Cole, who was on the show earlier wow. last year, around episode 302, 306, something like that. Uh, he has uh, switched and uses his iPad Pro for all of his professional work. Like he he doesn't use a computer anymore. He uses his iPad Pro. What? Do you ever see yourself making the switch, or are you st- are you still dependent on? Well, I know you work you work mostly tr- like really traditionally on paper, but for your digital work, do you think you you would move entirely to an iPad? I I, I think so because it's really convenient. It's small. You can take it anywhere. You can work anywhere you want, and its brushes and its tool are really really like they're as close to traditional as they can get. Like they're really good. Right. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing reminds me how much I love digital than when I realize I'm out of a particular material. Like when I'm like, oh no, I'm at a Bristol board. What will I do? <laughs> I know. No, yeah. Digital is a really quick way to like, you know, like achieve the result. And you, you, I mean, there's, I, I personally don't have a preference, but it's, 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 it's really convenient. Right. Do you ever find yourself getting caught in that digital trap of fine tuning details that you would never have the opportunity to work on? in traditional because you you can zoom in and you can kind of noodle and and get caught up in fixing things like that yeah it happened initially when i started <laughs> right <laughs> when i started using it, i was like oh i can make this line really freaking nice let's just do that <laughs> you lose the point that this is not going to help you none yeah well there, there's a certain balance right where you're like okay well i have the ability digitally to make this as perfect as my brain wants it to be but then you have to think, okay, well, I don't have 14 hours today to do that. Right. <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're inking on and, and drawing on paper, like you've only got as long as it takes. You can't really change much once it's done. So you can ink and do something in an hour and a half, you know, give or take. And, and I find that uh, I'm still drawing a lot of traditional stuff. 
uh, because I find I get caught in that digital trap of of making things perfect when chances are someone's not going to notice. Right. Yeah, it's mainly like about the if you, if you get the overall shapes very appealing, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to work in the details too much. Mm. Makes me hurt just thinking about it. iPad Pro. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I mean it's it's, it's funny enough. Quicker way of getting something really appealing out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a true story. Hey, we're we're getting it to the end of the show here, and I don't know if it's something you want to talk about, but uh, last year you posted uh, some storyboards for a story called Hatched. Is that oh, yeah. something that you're currently still working on, or did you just kind of do the storyboard and going to kind of get back to it later? I, I I just did it because I had this little story idea. And plus, you know, actually, I personally did it because I want to uh, shift a little bit more into story right. than illustration. So basically, I'm trying to learn the skills of storytelling more, like storyboarding and all that. So I wanted to try that, that very medium. Right. And I had a, then, then I made a whole story around it because... Um, I, I, I made up these two characters, which is a girl and and her and her cat, and what they regularly do in a jungle when they're like, or when they're hunting for food, like how how would that turn out, and what's their relationship in general? So I just did that board just as a just just as an exercise to learn a little bit about how to tell a story in a in, in a cinematic sense. Right. Well, it's it got me pretty excited. So I'm just oh. saying, you know, <laughs> don't forget about it. It's there. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I would always rework on these because you know you can always craft the story better. Right, right. Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. And so, like, like, a, are you ever looking to get beyond the storyboarding and become just do full animation, or is that just a little too far? <laughs> full animation. Right. You mean like two uh, D animation? Or yeah, two D animation going all the way, man. Just. You know, <laughs> 24 frames per second, the whole deal. Boy. Yeah, I'm already sweating. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> 24 frames. Right. I wonder how these guys did it back then. Oh, my God. So oh, much work. But, so much work. Uh, it's, 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 uh, I don't know. I might, uh, I think I'm very uh, digressing more and more towards uh, understanding the story aspect of things, not so much into like the animation animation because right. animation is at the heart is a good story. Right. Right. And so I'm trying to learn those skills. They're like harder than I thought they would be. This is, this is like all, all your life. You always do. It's easier. <laughs> so I'm just trying to learn that. That's why I'm trying to learn storyboarding and uh, right. understanding cinema better right well i I tell you it looks like you understand it to me hey but what do i know (laughs) we're at the end of the show and we've been doing this a lot lately we've been getting really interesting guests on with lots to say and we just don't have enough time to fit it all into one hour uh but we are going to go ahead and ask matt to ask the last question ever and i hope that nick can come back sometime (laughs) in the near future and uh, we can and get dig a little deeper. So, Matt, go ahead with your question. So, Nick, you already dropped a couple of names during the course of the show, but are there any other artists that you haven't mentioned yet that our listeners should know about? And where where would we find their work? Um, 
you mean the artists that I uh, regularly follow or mm -hmm. really like their work? Right, that'd be great. Yeah, either or, or both. Oh, um, the I, I think I really, really watch and enjoy work of uh, Ming-Q Lee. He's, he's, I, I, he's, a, he's a Disney visual development artist. Right. And I just like really like his, his work. It has so much uh, personality and character in there. It's right. the whole story. When you look at one drawing, you get the whole story behind that drawing. Right. So I'm... there's him, but, um, and hmm. I'm sure everybody knows uh, Chris Sanders already. Um, Nobody knows anything. That's who we are. <laughs> we so bring it on. And, uh, um, there are so many, like when you ask me, like, I just like, can't, can't remember anyone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like so many that are like all coming to me all at once. But yeah, I think I, I instantly remembered me Julie. And then I, uh, I, I, I like, uh, is there anybody on Instagram that, that you're just amazed by that, that maybe people haven't heard of, like somebody just kind of in your peer group, in my peer group, right? Anybody out there like that? It's okay if you don't have anybody in your peer group. It's okay, but you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I wonder, am I in any? Right? Did I join? Some, did I join a group I'm not aware of? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, well, what, what group am I, am I really in? Shit, I'm uh, I'm actually out of the class. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I would say like uh, Minky Lee, and I would say it's um, uh, there is uh, there is Shiun Shiun Kim. Okay. That I really okay. follow is on, on Instagram. And there's uh, another uh, person. He's in India and I really, really adore his work. His name is Anand. Anand Radhakrishnan. I might, it, it, it's a little hard to. But so how do you spell that one? Uh, do you know? His work is amazing. His work is really, really beautiful. He's a comic book artist. All right. He's a comic book artist. All right. I'm like trying to find this guy. It's Anand. I can actually like uh, type it uh, All right. for you. Excellent. That'd be great. That in the. Discord would be probably the easiest way to do it. Is yeah. Uh, let's see. I might have found it. No, no, I did not. Okay, okay. I'm I'm typing it for you. We're always trying to find more talent out there, and we appreciate you uh, sharing who you like uh, for yeah. uh, for future episodes, and so we can find more stuff. Do you have Do you have an art station page? Because I found a Nick Sharma on Art Station. I don't think that was you. Oh, really? Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. But I, I, uh, what is art, art, art station? It is, uh, it, it's, it's Joel's favorite place to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it's, it's, uh, it's similar to, I want to say it's similar to DeviantArt, but with a 2016 okay. professional spin to it. It's, it's a much nicer experience. Uh, and there's a lot of professional concept artists and development artists that have pages there and stuff. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I am so unaware of how, how things <laughs> this time. Okay. I'll, I'll actually, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll make one. I'll make one. You can't. Usually I'm most active on Instagram, actually. Right, right. Well, Instagram is the place to be. You've got a pretty good following on Instagram now. So I think that's how we found you. You've got over 14,000 followers on Instagram and at least five more since we started the show. So, uh, oh, that's great. Right. That's nice. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. If you're not following, uh, Nick on Instagram, do go over to Instagram.com forward slash Mr. Mr. Nick Sharma. And uh, he's got, he's, you, you post some recently, some kind of web comics with, using some of your characters. Yes. I enjoyed those. A little dialogue. Those are fun. 
uh, and lots yeah. of good stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, thank you so much. Nick, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I heard Matt popping in there. Did you have a question, Matt? Nope. Perfect. You know what? It's time to end this show. Nick. It was a pleasure being with you guys. It was absolutely our pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, Ken, where's the best place for people to follow you, Nick? Is it on the Instagram site? Instagram is there. Facebook is definitely there. Um, these are the most active ones. And website, uh, of course, my book will be available on the website as well. Right. And we'll, and we'll make uh, announcements. Keep us in the loop on that. We're, we'll be following yeah. you, but if you have any uh, announcements that, that you want to get out there, let us know and we'll... We'll feed that, feed that through the loop. Matter of fact, there was some other Kickstarter stuff that me and Joel had talked about early in the week, I think, wasn't there? Did, didn't we talk about somebody working on a project? Do we need to update? Uh, it was the Etherington Brothers, was it not? It probably was. It was I think it might be. Then there's there's a couple of others. I Actually, there's been a, a whole slew of Kickstarter um, stuff coming out, both from previous guests and from people that I'm just fans of that we have yet to have on the show. And it's been hard to keep up. It's also difficult on the pocketbook. It's like, I can't support <laughs> everybody. I want to. It's like, ah, I have to wait until the book's actually out before I can get it. Right. Excellent. Okay. So, Nick, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. It was truly a pleasure. And uh, we hope to have you back on after the book launches so you can tell us what a nightmare it was trying to get those out to people. We can't wait to hear that part. Yep. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> right? All right, Nick, go, in, go enjoy yourself. We're done here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. All right. Bye. Bye. Boop. And there he goes, Nick. It was great. Nick Sharma, check him out on, uh, on his Instagram site and other places. Joel, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Hey, my you. pleasure, my friend. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? So there's a couple places. Uh, first of all, you can go to starcrossedonline.com and read some new Starcrossed comics. If you'd like to help me make more, you can go to patreon.com slash Joel Duggan and, and support me there and help me make more Starcrossed comics. And last but not least, I don't plug this often enough. Uh, I'm trying to get some more listeners on the Citadel Cafe. So I do another podcast every Wednesday night. And if you go to thecitadelcafe.com, you can check that out. Uh, I recorded last night, and I will be posting probably the new show tomorrow. And speaking of comics, we talked about the new trailer that dropped for the Avengers Infinity War uh, movie coming out in April. So it was a fun chat. Me and Brock had had a good time. And I guess that was probably too soon for the new Deadpool trailer, right? Yep. It, the Deadpool trailer came out today. Uh, I have seen it. It is fun. But I uh, we, we recorded ahead of that. Excellent. Okay, and Matt, how are you? Doing all right. How do we get and, to you, uh, man? Oh, wow. That sounds uh, shady. But <laughs> you can check out my work uh, on YouTube. Just do a search for Matt Wad or Matthew Ducharme. Hey. Please do not stalk me unless you're looking at my artwork. Nah, nice. I want to thank the Twitch chat room. Here tonight was Stephanie. She had to go. Hugo, he was here. Phil Rude was back to haunt the chat room. Uh, Zoe, she brought some bacon. We thank you for that. Uh, who am I missing? Tondagosa. He was there. He likes 2D animation. It scares him a little. Uh, Joel Duggan was in the <laughs> chat room. That's kind of weird. Cheers, folks. Uh, and, uh, so I just want to mention real quick, uh, we do have a Patreon page. Uh, we're trying to get to that next level, better bandwidth so that we can broadcast everybody. Uh, so I, that goal is going to be $10 per episode. Don't worry. You don't have to put, put the whole bill. 
Just put in a dollar if you can right now. Our current patrons are Jen Lee, Jacob Frank, David Michael, Phil Rude. That guy's amazing. Emil Mary, who's been around forever. Thank you for supporting the show. And oh yeah, by the way, Brian Dunaway supports the show. That's right. I put my money where the project is. Uh, next week, Joel, you you have us lined up a Gary Lacoste children's book illustrator, Massachusetts. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Lacoste or Lacosta, but it's ah, Gary, L-A-C-O-S-T-E.com. And he's got some really cool stuff. So check that out between now and next week. And if you've got questions, then throw them our way. Throw them our way. And if you'd like to join live in the chat room, it's a good idea because you can get your questions in. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. Follow me and you will get alerts letting you know. And by the way, I think Stephanie said that the Twitter uh, alert that's supposed to go out along with the broadcast starting didn't go out. So I think our chat room was a little bit light tonight, but we'll try to fix that uh, for next week. Is Am I forgetting anything? Is that it? No, I think you're good. I think I got it. We did it. So you know what? We'll see you guys next week. Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Perfect. Chad Room. You're amazing. You're so beautiful. <laughs> Look at you over there typing your little questions. And they're so active. These people talk. Look at that. Hey, if you're not on the Discord channel, you should. Why? Because you should. Let's see. Where is the invite for our Discord comics coast to coast? Did y'all guys see I put a VIP room in there? for our The uh, the Discord should be... Oh, did, did you tie that to the Patreon or is that is that a free-for-all? No, I did. It's Okay, so the Discord is free. The VIP room is dollar and up uh, oh, patrons. Okay, cool. And guest. So if you've been a guest on the show, you're in the VIP room. If you're a patron, you're in the VIP room. If you're Joel, you're out of luck. <laughs>